okay okay so here we are again let's try it one more time ladies and gentlemen everything in between welcome to the pod with the most and i'm your host with the most the gallum sugar fructose glue glucose whatever it is anything in between that medium the mama and is me neighborhood nice in the uh, uh, uh. i got my bros over here i got atl talk to me you guys see me with the muslim hat on Tis the season. Of course, of course, of course. We love it. My boy AB, always brilliant, always brilliant. Talk to me. How y'all doing? Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. How's everybody doing today? Oh, you know me, mass levels. You know me. We're doing great. And of course, we've got our first official sister in the cut. And who else did we get? But the sister. Queen of sisters. (laughs) The sister. Who doesn't give a damn about no misters? (laughs) The real. The Oprah of the Somali community. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 no. Relax. We got it. The host of one of the biggest podcasts in the world right now. Our sister and yours, Adar. Welcome. Wow! What? Echo for dramatic effect has me weak. Salam alaikum, everyone. I was gonna give her. I was. Wa alaikum salam. I was gonna give her a round of applause, but you know, allow her for tonight. Oh wait, I'm so happy to be here, guys. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you for being here. Thank you for coming. I mean, I mean, wallah, we're happy to have you. That's that's a given. And um, people don't know you gave us the little uh, uh, push we needed. To make her comeback, so yeah, I think, yeah, I think, yeah. I think, no, no, I, I told her that, I told her that off mic, but I'll tell her it again. Obviously, now that you know the masses can hear, well, fam, you really gave us, you know, a shot to the arm, so I appreciate that, and I think, and I, I don't know if I thank you for that enough, but let me thank you again. No, I'm. Um, you know, people think we started. Pe- people think we started podcasting <laughs> because of you. You know that, right? No, they did not. <laughs> I swear, I swear, there's no greater witness than God. Somebody said to me, "Oh, I'm really glad you guys decided to do something together." After Digital Sister, I said, we told you at the beginning we were a podcast. We literally, literally. said it. Oh, let's make it clear. Switching Gears was doing podcasting before TDS was. Let's make that not clear. as good, but before. <laughs> but not yeah, as we good, were, but we were, were there. We were not as good. We were. we were working through the hustle. We were working through the struggle, man. We were, we was, we was in the trenches. <laughs> Still in the trenches. But, but, yeah. but no, man. It doesn't matter because, like I said, we're back now. We're better than ever. Alhamdulillah. And um, no, we just what we really want to do here today is we have our good sister here, mm-hmm. and I'm not gonna lie to you, we have we have her for as long as we have her because knowing her, we're not gonna see her for another six months. <laughs> yeah. So we need to take advantage. She's booked of this. and busy, man. Oh, she is busy, busy. Hata, she knows she was she was doing something she was doing something last week out of town, which is why she couldn't come do some with dogs. By the way, tell us about it. How was that? That looked really successful. The the thing I would you were out of town yeah, for? I went to the DMV for a uh, night. We were, TDS was invited uh, to host an event in the DMV, and it was the first time we had gone that. there um, as a team. It was three of us from our team that went: one from Minnesota, two of us from Toronto. Um, and let me tell you, DMV, mashallah, tabarakallah. They, when I tell you, they showed out. Yeah. They showed out like four i think it was 400 people they maxed it to 350 400 people coming came at the door um and uh, <clears throat> i it, it blew my mind and it was just such a reminder of just everything that we're doing every time i get to meet any of my listeners or my my community as i call them my besties i i go home <laughs> so inspired and genuinely like wow subhanallah can't believe i did a podcast from from essentially from my room but started something from my room with you know sisters 
that shared the same vision and here we are and we're we're, we're, we're doing it and it's just it's just world crazy. renowned it's I mean, it's actually shocking worldwide shocking. and i don't think i think it'll always be shocking to me um people always ask me well, when is the shock gonna wear out for you other and i'm like i don't think it'll ever don't yeah it'll ever i don't think it'll ever wear off because I don't know. I'm just, I'm still that small town, not a small town, but big city girl that lives in her bedroom. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'll always be that girl in my head. But I feel like. Live from her bedroom. Girl, always. You know I feel like a small town mm-hmm. girl in that sense. I, but, it's so um, surreal. Yeah. It is. It's very. It's like, even, even like when you start doing something like uh, putting yourself out there for the first time. I think all of us share the same sentiment because we're all podcasters. Obviously, other on a different level, Allah Mubarak now. Mm-hmm. And like I'm so proud of you, but it's like it's it's so different when you talk about just your own experiences and people resonate with it so much and they're like um, they're just so like oh like I, what you said like you know I sh- I, f- I feel the same way and like thanks for saying that you know I learned a lot from you or you know those type of things you're, you're never gonna you're never gonna get used to that because like it's gonna just ca- keep catching you off guard and like you could just say like, I don't know man it's just. I don't have the words sometimes to like express like how much like when I'm listening to TDS or something like that and I learn something new like or I'm like wow like you know the, the story is so deep and personal it's like you feel like you're, you're you're part of like a one big family when you're listening to, to TDS so I, I appreciate a it. sisterhood if you will yeah <laughs> yeah I mean I mean it's 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 a family without any dudes in it but thank you it's not it. for the mandem. Thanks for the inclusion I, 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 of course it's not for the mandem. I'm just saying I feel I will argue I don't that, know about like, you guys. I feel I feel like brothers do listen to TDS. There's a yeah, lot. Yeah, we do. Oh yeah, they do. Season ending, there were brothers, many brothers that sent us voice notes telling us how much the season meant to them. The thing is, is that like, yes, I'm committed to telling stories about women. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that brothers can't mm-hmm. listen. That's true. Of course. That doesn't mean that because so, women so, can so, so does that mean so? Women can share their stories. Women can offer knowledge to anyone, just as Aisha radiallahu anha offered knowledge everyone she was the, the most knowledgeable most knowledgeable person ever you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and she's our teacher mm-hmm, and course. so women can be teachers and men can learn from women which i know sometimes people oftentimes when you just see something that says the digital street just assume it excludes you it doesn't mm-hmm. it just it just it, it it's emphasizing a group of a group of people that might don't have that platform or don't have that space but we can all learn from it and so of course no i, I was ignorant because the first time i saw it i'm like ah, you know it's not ready for the dogs you know whatever but then I heard the episode you did with Halal, and I was like, "Oh, okay, I really, I really like this." Like, I, you know, no, wallahi, that was the first one I heard the episode with Halal. And like, obviously, all biases aside, because that is my, you know, my friend as well. But I really enjoyed it from that point on, right? And you're right. I noticed now, like a lot of the men listen, and like, you don't have to tell us because we listen too. We know, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm glad that it's resonating with people outside of the intended yeah. demographic, which mm-hmm. is beautiful. You know, something is good when it touches people outside of what it's supposed to. I have a question I, I about that. Think, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, be the rock, rock. Now you lay a rock, fam. Nah, man. I was, go I, was, ahead, I, was man. I was just gonna say. Uh, I remember when, when I think when TDS first started. Like, uh, I think it was mm-hmm. during the break when me and Nice was taking our break or whatever. And like, I was mm-hmm. listening to it. Like, I don't know if it was pretty early. And I think I just DM'd the account. I had the. I don't know if it was Adler's account or if it was TDS or something like that. And I'm like, yo, like, it was. I think it was during the pandemic. I'm like, how do you record? Like, this is amazing. Like, you know, like. Yeah, we, we lost the drive and stuff like that. And then I remember either I think it was Adler that responded and said, "I told her I was a big fan of her, her, her work." And she's like, "Oh, we're a big fan of you too, man. We we know about switching gears." And I was like, "What? What the? It's been so long, you know." <laughs> I'm like, people actually remember us, and this is like early on. 
and then obviously later on yeah. me and nice ended up jumping on the pod so it was kind of cool i think it came full circle but it's yeah take it away man mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. absolutely i remember that and it wasn't me i was talking to you i remember you asked me and, like, <laughs> and i'm always i'm always I'm very, I'm very open to sharing. Like I'm, I'm here. I'm always supporting podcasters. For me, I was new, right? I was new in the game, so I had seen uh, mm-hmm. you guys uh, doing podcasting. I had seen Rex do podcasting. I had seen mm-hmm. so many people from my community do podcasting. They did it so well. So it, it obviously inspired me. Obviously, obviously, you know, seeing people from my own city do it. And so, obviously, being from Toronto, I know who podcasts and who doesn't. Um, and so when yeah. I we shot, I knew exactly who you were. Um, and when you asked me like, how, where do you guys do it? I was, I was quickly to tell you here, this is where, I, this is where I do that. Actually, mm-hmm. matter of fact, I actually mm-hmm. even kept you in mind after that. I was like, Oh, I do have a, 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 a episode coming that I probably want to invite them. You know, like that's how I pitched it to mm-hmm. you. I was like, you know, switching gears would be great. Uh, nice has a great personality. AB has that calm demeanor about him. Um, you know, <laughs> very, you know? very interesting. And I was like, I, I would love to hear their perspective on on the topic so yeah i mean that's how it all started definitely ab reaching out <laughs> so so you know i feel like i feel like one thing we can uh, one thing we'll get out of the way right now uh i'll tell you like uh, my favorite episode of tds then we can all go around the table tell it really quickly uh you know i really like uh, you know it's kind of it's kind of a cop-out answer but I like the episode that you did where, you know, the women tell all, you know, obviously, because, you know, you have a lot of my friends on there. Okay. Shout out to Lule, shout out to Hilal, shout out to Viabs, you know, that was a really Gang. good one. I like the one that Hilal did. I like, I couldn't get through it in one sitting, but the one with the cat lady, I like that one too. <laughs> That's a good one. I couldn't get through it in one sitting, but it's a good one, you know? And then my favorite, my actual, actual favorite is the one that season two premiered. That's actually. my favorite. You, yeah, you, you took all the answers, broski. You took all the answers. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I just listen. I spoke first. It's not yeah, you're not other anymore. You're Valentino now, fam. <laughs> you know what's Valentino. so funny? Like, I guess when the episode Valentina, aired, right? I went to the message a few days later, and literally, the, I opened the door and somebody <laughs> go, Ah, Valentina! I said, Oh, huh? <laughs> literally, that I was, was so fun. for not... one week at KBW. We called Valentina, and I just was like, and my mom standing beside me saying, Yes, that's her name. I'm like, that's her. They're roasting me. They're not. That was an unbelievable that. episode. Was, I'm not gonna lie. Like the story was so like, I I wasn't ready for it because I was on my way home from work, so I I didn't know what I, I'm thinking. I'm just gonna listen to the, to the episode uh, on my way home from work or whatever, and like I wasn't ready for when your mother started explaining. Like obviously the whole theme of the episode was, what does love mean to you? And just hearing your mom talk about how, you know, she was all the struggles she went to have you and, and how you tied that into like, just her expressing how much she loved you and how much she wanted your life to be a specific way, like perfect. And maybe you guys butted heads sometimes about it and you didn't understand. And your father explained to you later on, like how much you meant to her and then tying, and then tying it into like, just the, the idea that like your mom loves you this much and your mind can't wrap around it. But Allah loves you more, and it's like, you know, for me that was like, yeah, that was amazing. Like, that was I, deep. Know, that was amazing. That was so deep, you know. So, man, that was yeah. a favorite episode. You know, it's so funny. I had, I had a full creative control on that episode um, because, as you should. And it was interesting because, like, uh, season one, I opened the episode right with the wallflower, mm-hmm. and I talked about being a wallflower, um, and essentially finding myself and my voice, and then. And it, and it was obviously befitting going on a podcast where it's just about amplifying your voice 
but I was also attempting trying to amplify other people's voices. And so obviously the first episode of season one was about my life and introducing how I saw stories and how stories impacted my life and mm-hmm. and, where I'm at. and so it only made sense to start season two with me again um, <laughs> and, yeah. and, and sharing, um, I guess, my pursuit of gaining and understanding the love of Allah. And it's interesting. I think um, as the season is going on, I feel like I feel like all of the guests are such a main characters, but I feel like. I want the audience to feel like they're following me discovering certain things. You know, like mm-hmm. I'm finding myself and then I'm finding these guests and then I'm finding myself again and I'm learning about Allah. And it's just this journey of like, yeah. what's going on and how do we feel? And I remember the, the first day I've ever learned that Allah loved me more than my mother. And I was like, that was mm. such a you know life-changing scenario for me. I was like, that this is going to be the episode story. But I remember when it was, uh, my producer, when it was like, what's the first episode, bro? And I said, I don't know. <laughs> I it out. She said, we literally have one week, you know? And yeah. I was freaking out because the season, the season was highly anticipated. Mm-hmm. People, anticipated. People were anticipating. Yo, Daddy yo, understatement. TikTok <laughs> was every day talking about, we can't wait, we can't wait. And I was like feeling like, okay, well, the the first episode of season two has to be good. It has to, it has to explain what's coming. And I was like, and that's left to me to figure out. You know, ah. I, I, was, I was freaking out. I was actually like literally having a whole meltdown. And I remember Mona said to me, she goes, you know, listen, like this whole podcast is you. Don't even think that you need to be something that you're not in order to to get to gain people's, you know, you know like favor you just need to just tell the approval or whatever yeah, yeah just you just need to tell the stories that you believe in and i was like sitting there and i thought to myself i said the most powerful story i know right now is the one that's happening between me and my mom my mom and i have come very close mm-hmm. and, um, i think that's a natural thing to happen with women when they get older they start to understand yeah they try to know each other better and um and uh and i remember like just recently we had a conversation about me you know giving birth to me and mm-hmm. something and it was it was February fourteenth. She was telling me it was the day I found out you were I was Valentino. Coming. Yeah, that was the day that I found out that I was I had had you, and that's why I call you that. So I was like, you know what, Hoya, can I record this conversation? And she's like, Aww. And she's like, I don't know. I think I might use it for my episode. She's like, she's like, you put me all over your podcast. I'm tired. I'm <laughs> she's like, I need a fee. I said, there's no fee, man. This is just this. Is, I just need your support. And so I asked her. I said, yo, just tell me. And I had to really listen to, you know, it's so interesting listening to your mom, you know, like I listened to my guests. I realized that I, I had to really like focus to listen to my, because obviously I listen to mom every day, but it's, it, and when you're really listening to her as a guest, I was like, mm-hmm. mom, like she's a guest. So I told her, I said, okay, just, just go tell me, tell me exactly about well, the first time that you found out about my existence. And I know that meant something to her. Now I didn't know how the story was going to be told. I didn't know how. It was yeah. gonna be told. I remember you can hear my dad actually taking off his jacket. If you listen clearly. You're yeah. like, what's going on here? Like, you're so confused. Like, <laughs> you know? Telling me, like, and he's like, what the hell is going on here? He's taking off his jacket from work. Um, but uh, my mom was like, the part where she's talking about my dad, um, uh, you know, love of a father or, or a platonic, like fake love, my dad was sitting right there. You know, like, ah. He was on the side of her when she said that comment. I was dying of laughter. I was like, only you, the confidence you would say, you know, the love of your dad and I fake love. When I learned about your love, you love it. I love it. Real. This is fake. And I was like, but I sit there. He's agreeing with her. Yep, absolutely fake. Yeah, you just have to agree. It sucks being a dad. <laughs> no, yeah. but I think I think in his end, he's more sarcastic. He's like, yeah, paying the rent is also fake. 
You know, me, you know, what's good to say, you know? Um, hey, listen, man, we ain't going to and talk about Somali fathers. No, no, like, nah, nah, let's not do this. No, but I will say, let's, not, let's not give Somali fathers. No, but I will say, my dad is the best father I've ever had. You know, Mashallah. my dad was really visible in my life, and he's really oh, exact. He's the reason why I know what love feels like. Woo! That is the one that which is very necessary. Which is and, you know, and some, it's something some, really powerful. Some, the man is the first tone that tells you how you should be treated. And mm-hmm. if I have any Somali, Somali father is getting picked up. Know, oh and if you have any samples, if I have any samples of confidence, it's because I got it from my father. You know, and so man, my dad has every beautiful. right and due diligence to, to to have that praise because he's he's done a lot for us and he sacrificed. Yeah, he's dads. Graduation. <laughs> he's been at all my my podcast. My dad is so invested. He's the first person I listen to. You know, my mother has never really listened to my episodes. Like, she's listened to her episode and her episode. Two of her episodes. She really didn't really listen Your to mom's sick of hearing you, bro. She hears you every day. Yeah, she hears exactly. My dad, though, he's <laughs> My father is really invested. Like, my dad's very invested. Just come on. Hey, you're, you're pretty dope. You're a pretty cool person. Hey, Albert. No, first time he's like, I didn't know you could talk like that. That was the first time he's like, oh, okay. You know, I never told my parents about the podcast for months. Until it came on the Toronto Star, then I told my parents about the podcast. Yeah, I almost been awkward. Wow. Said, so they found they found out through the newspaper. Yeah. Wow! And said, what are <laughs> you? you do? They literally asked me, "What are you doing on the newspaper?" <laughs> also, I started this podcast and this company called Digital Strategy. What? What does this mean? And so I, you know, so much. It's, 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 my parents, if you tell them something, something too early before mm-hmm. anything, anything, there's any proof of its like its value. I don't know. Sometimes I get afraid they're gonna shut it down. So I, I and I know they wouldn't have. Now I think about. I know my parents are very supportive, and I probably mm-hmm. didn't give them enough credit. But at the time, I was like, let me just keep this between me and my team. And if something good comes out of it, then I'll tell them. And so Toronto Star being on the, the no, third I respect page, that. I respect you know, that. being on the third page was enough to tell my immigrant parents, okay, look, I'm not a. I'm not, no, I'm not wasting my time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And um, and yeah, I have it in my desk. The the. My dad tells me every day you need to frame it. Um, but that frame was- that. Are you, are you slipping? I don't, I'm not gonna lie to you. Drawer, I would. Literally, I would my drawer just a pile on paper. Frame it but too. I plan on framing it, um, and I think it'll mean more, inshallah, as we. Mm-hmm. Uh, we- my favorite part was the singing. Oh my mom's baramba. It was so unexpected, bro. Oh, the, 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 oh, the sound like yeah, yeah, yeah. just rocking it. Just that sounds like yo. That's hard. That was hard. Yeah. You know my mom's a bramble lady though. You guys know that, right? Like a she sound like it. No, I know she is. I know. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I found my cousins. Oh, yeah. I found family relatives that were listening. Their daughters clearly like, nice is the only one who did his homework yeah. today. Yeah, and they were like, "That's my cousin." Like, you know, cousins are reaching out to me saying, "Hey, I'm fine. I'm from the UK, but you know, we're related." I was listening to your podcast in front of my mom, and mom's like, "That's my cousin." Yeah. <laughs> you know, Anytime wow. you make your family pop out of nowhere, you know, I'm your family. <laughs> no, it's it's funny that you brought it. It's funny that you brought up your mom because, like, you know, <laughs> Alhamdulillah, I'm glad that she's like proud of what you're doing. Like. My mom, my mom has heard a couple episodes of the mm-hmm. podcast, and she, it's actually actually mandated. She's like, "Listen, don't talk about me or my cooking <laughs> on the podcast anymore." So, like, this is how you know completely different worlds that you and I inhabit because your mom is saying, "Oh, you know, mashallah, I'm proud of you." My mom is saying, "Live, stop talking about me. <laughs> Live, stop talking about me on a podcast." And then even worse, when I go to record it, she's like, "You're still doing that." Uh, that's my parents. I mean, when is it going to be? When is it going to end? <laughs> Literally, what is it? Hi, <laughs> Yeah, I have a question. I have a question. It's quite. Is the question is kind of like advice for me too, and for anyone else out there who might want to like create any long form content. I've been on like a lot of different platforms where you create a long form 
content, whether it be like podcasting or YouTube. And and you said this before we started recorded, like a lot of people listen to this and they know nice, like everyone knows nice way more because he's much more vulnerable and he's much more like he wears his heart on his sleeves and he, he tells the house it is and talks about himself a lot. And AB's been doing that more and more lately. I feel like I've found a way and I do this in my real life too, but like I found a way to kind of get like vulnerable adjacent. Like I know how to like talk to you and you know what I mean? Like get vulnerable adjacent, like make you feel like I'm being deep, but I'm not really putting myself out there. So I find that in order to really reach a higher level of success with this, I have to find a way to be okay getting vulnerable. So I don't know. Maybe it's like the way I think about it is negative. Maybe, I don't know. So like you do it and you facilitate it for other people. So do you have any advice on that? I will say a recipe for success isn't necessarily vulnerability. Mm -hmm. It's sincerity. Mm. You know, um, when you're sincere and you, you understand your sincerity and it's something that you locate all of your experiences with people from, it's mm -hmm. easy to be vulnerable, right? Especially when you understand the importance of it. You know, as Muslims, like sincerity is so pinnacle in all of our forms of worship and all of our relationships is, is based on this idea that I'm, mm -hmm. I, I have no motives, <laughs> you know, I have no yeah. motive but to please Allah, you know? And so when you have this, this mentality, let me tell you, it's really freeing. It's very liberating. Yeah. That's why, that's the, that's the only reason why you see like hood mans when they become Muslim, they're really emotional. Why do they become yeah. so soft? Yeah. They become so soft. The man that was gangbanging yesterday, all of a sudden <laughs> saying, Light Allah, and he's very soft and he's very vulnerable and he's, you know what I'm saying? The only reason one can go from that to that is because Islam, you know, forces you to understand what sincerity means and how powerful it is. And when you're in that place, that's vulnerability. When you're sincere and you're able to show that sincerity, you're saying, yo, I, I give it up. You know, like, I, I really just, I just want to be a good Muslim. I just want to be happy with me. And if that mm -hmm. means lowering my pride, I will. If that means, like, putting myself in a position that makes me uncomfortable, I will. I find that a lot of people who struggle with vulnerability are often people who are a little bit of, who joke. You know, people who are oh, natural. Damn. She don't just... I'll tell you, and I'm not saying this come at you, but I know it's the people oh, Lord. I'm who spinning. struggle with vulnerability. It's the people that make jokes out of their vulnerability. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Uh, it makes jokes out of it because it makes them extremely uncomfortable. And so yeah. instead of just mean being in it, they they shield it with comedy and laughter. But I would say the people who joke a lot are actually the most sensitive and the most vulnerable. So much so they have to mask <sighs> it. And yeah. so maybe what you're struggling with is is owning your vulnerability. You know, and saying I could be, I, I'm ATL and I'm all these things, but I'm also vulnerable. Mm -hmm. I'm also, you know, this and I'm also that. And I'm, I'm yeah. with people seeing my layers. You know? Yeah, I don't know. I could be vulnerable. Like I could tell you that I watch, I could watch movies and stuff and I, I, that I cried. I told you yeah. before, like on one of the episodes we did about grieving that I was crying in that episode and I had to hold myself and yeah. keep on talking. So it's like in some ways I can be vulnerable, but in other ways I'm like super aware like super self-aware like about how i'm being perceived and maybe i don't want to be perceived in certain ways so it's like it's in some ways i can be vulnerable in other ways it's kind of like super difficult yeah. to put myself out there like that yeah and, and that's a thing that that's difficult for men particularly yeah because they're always told to be strong and have this tough exterior and so like you talking about something that's really raw for you is is kind of like opening yourself to be in trouble with like whatever you are afraid of being judged or someone mm -hmm. saying something that's going to throw you off 
or really upset you and stuff like that. And so mm -hmm. it's, it, it, I can see why, but it's a challenge. You know, Russ Sullivan is the most vulnerable person you can imagine. And he's the most masculine man on this yeah. planet, you know? And so it's about understanding what vulnerability looks like and saying, yo, I, I don't, I don't subscribe to the, 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 the weak, like the, the toxic masculinity understanding of vulnerability. I don't subscribe to it, you know, and yeah. um, I'm going to talk about things that, that scare me because I, I, I hope, and this is where sincerity comes in. I hope that it helps somebody. I do it. I'm, I'm making, I'm taking this risk because I hope it helps somebody. That's, mm -hmm. that's how vulnerability goes from here to outside. Right, it's sincerity pulls it out. I mean, that's for me. Well, like what I've noticed. Yeah, that's, that's a good that's way to put it. The pride, the pride was yeah. a good point. Because they, they tell. Why else would anybody tell you something mm -hmm. so hard on a podcast to millions of people, unless they genuinely felt and believed that whatever they told, if it benefits one person, that it would mean something to them. You know, yeah. it's sincerity. Their genuine sincerity of I'm gonna just lay it on the table, and will Allah may Allah reward me for it. You know, I really pray that he, he accepts this ibadah from me because this was really mm -hmm. hard. And I, 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 I probably would not want to do it, but I'm doing it anyway. So it's like vulnerability lives there. Sincerity pulls it out. You know what I'm saying? And so mm. I've never seen it. I, that's something I've learned like since the podcast is everyone's reason to, to bear their souls like this has to be bigger than themselves. Has yeah. to be something bigger than yourself. Mm -hmm. It has to be the fact that you, I mean, you're doing it for someone bigger than yourself, you know? And so I think if you're struggling, I think you should, uh, I mean, I guess you should focus on the sincerity part. I feel like if you focus the on the sincerity part, yeah. What is my goal? My goal is do I want a lot to be pleased with me? Do I want to positive affect people's change? I'm sincere about it, then I'm going to do it. I'm going to take the risk. What I got from that, the best part I got from that was like the owning it, the sincerity, pulling it out and, and kind of doing it for a bigger reason outside myself, because there's always someone who can relate to it mm -hmm. and uh, just being genuine. Yeah. It's just like, uh, it's scary. You know those? Yeah, it is scary. As a, as, a, as a big man, I always try to tell people, a lot of people don't have this experience. Nice is a pretty large man. Marshall, are you like 6'3", uh, 6'4"? Like six, six, I don't know. He's a tall guy. As a very... Oh, uh, uh, Something like that. I don't know if you know this. I'm very giant. We've never met in person. Oh, are you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm abnormally large. Yeah. Oh, wow. Marshall. So that, that kind of shapes the way I navigate the world. Yeah, that makes sense. He's like 6'8". Yeah, like I'm, I'm six, very... Eight, six, eight, yeah. So it's like I have to, it's like people always perceive me as hyper masculine, even if I'm being goofy and funny, just because of my appearance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but that makes a lot of sense. Don't let them rob that from you. Show you're multifaceted and dynamic. I'll be you crying know? too, y'all, when I watch anime and stuff. This is what vulnerability isn't just crying, vulnerability is just sharing. Sharing something. I don't be sharing though, I ain't gonna lie. And, 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 and I think for you, it's not about the emotional part. I think when you struggle with actually sharing private, private. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Real stuff, real thoughts, real open wounds but you know what can i be honest I, yeah, go ahead. i'm scared out of my mind always to do my episode because living in toronto it's not a thing to be extremely open You're yeah open I'm vulnerable. I'm vulnerable. You know i agree saying? yeah i agree yeah. Um, and it was something i was extremely afraid of yeah it's something i was extremely afraid of and obviously like people on my team are from the u.s so they don't have those same reservations as i did and, mm -hmm. and they didn't understand why i feared it so much to the level that I did, and I just kept saying, "I'm gonna. I don't want to. I don't want people to, to put me in a box or to, like, I don't want people to ruin like how I see myself right now. And if I let others pick at me and pick me apart and criticize me, I'm afraid it's gonna affect how I see myself. You know. And right now, I see myself pretty okay. Uh, and that's already you're pretty shaky. dope. You know. And I was thinking that's already shaky. Yeah. So and she just said, "Well, the only way you're gonna take this risk is if you do it." For something other than yourself 
That's it right there. Yeah, that's, that's what it's like. You're not going to do it for you because you don't want to do it. You know, mm-hmm. you don't want to take that risk. You're afraid. But um, when when is fear ever dispelled? Like, when do you overcome your fear? You know, when you come to a resolve, when you realize you want to do this bigger than yourself. Like your so, why? Well, you yeah. just had to get out of your comfort zone. I know. I not even. I just. I just so desperately wanted to be a part of something, and I wanted to do something that pleased a lot because I just life is just so mundane, and just I. Did, I wanted to be more than just eat, breathe, and sleeping. You know, well, I wanted yeah. my life to have meaning, and she's like, I respect that. You gotta have meaning. Purpose, you gotta make. Basically. You gotta take risks. Yeah, you gotta take extreme. Anybody that's done anything incredible in this dunya has taken enormous amount of risks. <laughs> Unfathomable amount of risk. <laughs> Nobody just becomes successful or has a legacy or does any profit, any human. No one has ever done anything living mm-hmm. in their comfort zone. No one. Never. It's not going to happen. You have to be a part and you have to connect something to what you're looking after, going after bigger than yourself, A. And B, you have to say, okay, if I want to, if I want to live an extraordinary life, I want to be a part of extraordinary things, I got to live extremely extraordinary. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and the vulnerability that was that was a cornerstone to start from, you know, and and saying that out loud. Oh, yeah, this is my flaws. This is how I talk. This is what I look like. Pick me, pick me apart all you want. It is what it is. But I'm not doing this for you. So it's good. It's fine. And that's the risk I told myself. That's what I said. I said it's fine. It's a big okay. risk, but you're right. You have to be extraordinary. Just be extraordinary. But you know, it's hard to be extraordinary in a city called Toronto, where people uh, you know, just drag really, you down. Really it is. It is. It is. I feel like it's changing. I feel like it's changing. It is changing. I feel like it is changing. I de- I'm humbled. I'm around such positive people. I yeah. have not met these people or the, these things. I haven't met any. I just feel it in the air. You know, what I'm saying always this is this hyper. Uh, everybody wants to be hidden. Everyone wants to live this this coke <laughs> in this Gotham city. Like I, I want nobody to perceive me, to know me, to see me. I don't even want you to know my name or my last name. I don't want you to know that yeah. I exist because somehow yes, you're yes. living there has <laughs> honor. Has I don't know. It doesn't to me. It never made sense. But that's the code that you I sound like you're beginning to detail. Like, nice. Oh. Yeah, it's just. <laughs> We interrupt this program for an important news announcement. Hey guys, nice. And I wanted to talk to you guys today before we get back to our episode. I want to talk to you guys about inflation because it's nuts. Food, gas, Arizona's 250. I'm sick. I'm tired. Put it to the side. That being said, I really noticed it through my beauty products and my hair care stuff. And it's really hurting my pockets. But we have a solution to that problem. The sponsor of this episode, Pronto Shop. Black-owned, same-day delivery service, primarily focused towards hair and beauty products. Now, they offer the same stuff as Clor, BSW, Walmart, but they offer it at a much better and more affordable price. And with same-day delivery, you get your stuff the same day, so no must, no fuss, right? Now, obviously, we're giving you all the deals. We're giving you all the, uh, all the steals, everything. But what we're going to do even more is give you an extra one, a little more incentive, a little cherry on top. Use the code GEARS at checkout, and you'll get 10% on your discount and save some more money because we need it in this economy. Remember, 10% GEARS discount. Go check out Pronto Shop, who helped sponsor this episode. Thank you. Now back to the episode. I don't know. She's targeting me specifically. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> hey, you be dropping. Yo, for the people listening, we did not prep her on these questions. This is coming off the dome for her. No, I'm, I'm, just just, yeah. I'm just telling the truth. I'm just sharing my experiences. It was hard living in the city I grew up in where it's really, really judgmental. 
and I think, and I'm not saying this, and mm. maybe it's the same for other places, but I can only speak about my city. I grew up here. Yeah. But a book, though, since I started this podcast, I've never seen the amount of love I've received. Ah. And I, and I kind of felt guilty for having these fears. You know what I'm saying? I was like, yeah. Why are you that afraid? Like, everyone seems so nice. Because on the opposite afraid. side of that guilt was, was all this love. Yeah, and I just I didn't know I didn't. But it sounds it sounds like imposter syndrome to me. It, it, it could be imposter syndrome. It could be a lot of things. But I'll tell you, if I had not taken the risk, I would have never known. You just would have been a good storyteller so in the hood. You, so right now you like a lot of us. Like a lot of us. Like a lot of us. But no, so so one of those things where now I think about it. So you starting up TDS that was like you know, in your eyes it was a risk that you needed to take, correct? It's something you starting up TDS and yeah. going on this journey, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, so, I mean, I think about it now, like I, like I said, I'm not going to compare because our paths are not the same, but um, I agree with you in the sense where if you do want to be successful, there are things that you have to be willing to sacrifice and there are things that you have to be willing to, you know, do to get there. Like nobody becomes a success overnight and nobody gets there without having done things that take them out of the zone that they're comfortable, right? Mm-hmm. So let, let me ask you, obviously me knowing that you grew up in the ends like the rest of us, you grew up here and then. You know, it's, it's it's a city that doesn't let you be as free as you want to be. And, and here you are now, you're reaching that success where you're starting to see some of that love being reciprocated. Like, do you ever just sit down and take a moment just to really look at it and be like, yo, it's happening. Like, do you ever let those dreams unfold right in front of you and just really look at it? I think if I'm being honest, where I live right now is like mentally at the corner store, I'm afraid... I, I've, I've connected everything that's happened thus far to a dua I made in 2020 hmm. when I wanted to make content and I didn't know what it looked like. Mm-hmm. And I asked a lot to make it like, you know, I, like I asked a lot, like, like seriously, I asked him, I said, I want to do something and I want to do it reminding people of you and glorifying you. So that that thing that I do has meaning and and it, and, it, and it exceeds beyond me even after I pass. If it's not something you want me to do, remove it from my heart. If it's something you want me to do, increase the desire. And so after Ramadan, that desire increased, it, like expeditiously. I couldn't. There wasn't. I remember I couldn't stop thinking about it. That's how it started off. I couldn't stop thinking about it everywhere. I was like, I, this is what I want to do. Like you know, this is what I want to do. And I was working at a part time job that I hated, and I just kept thinking. <laughs> what I want to do you know like I just kept thinking this is not it and it was just this intense feeling to do something else and that's when obviously I connected with Sima and and then a, a couple of months later I met Muna that's your artist yeah, correct artist, yeah Sima and 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 she's yeah, dope she's extremely talented yes. uh, uh, meeting all Shoba. these people and so now like when I see how what TDS has turned into I keep asking myself genuinely um is a lot like am, am I am I doing things right? Like is a lot pleasing me? Is there something I could do better? Is there something I've said wrong? Like I, I'm hyperly aware that Allah accepted this dua for me, and this is what's happening, and He's also making it also a test at the same time. It's something I always, we talk about as a team. Mm. We're like okay, like like I feel like this blew up overnight, mm. and it almost seems unnatural. You know, and, and we just look at each other and we're like, we're all just looking at each other like, okay, maybe is it possible that this is, this is something like, can me like this could be something huge and, and so it could be something I'd be held accountable for. And that's the, mm-hmm. that's the corner store I live as like, 
I said, what if this is the thing I get punished for? What if this is the thing that I made a mistake on? So sometimes I want to quit. Sometimes it gets so bad. I'm like, I don't know <laughs> if I can do with all of this responsibility. And then other times I just ask Allah for help. But yes, I do look at like the success and say, you know, alhamdulillah, the, you know, for all of it. But wallahi, I just realized that like Allah got us here. And I hate to take, I can't even take any credit. I don't know. He's just, he's made it what it is today. And I know that, um, I think he's counting us to do it the right way. And a lot of people have changed their lives. Stopped listening to music, started reading the Quran. There, I've so many heard, so many sisters that have reverted to Islam. Mm-hmm. Um, who've come to us saying, your podcast helped me accept Islam. From Brazil, from Puerto Rico. from the, I'm just shook. Just all corners mm-hmm. of the earth, all right? World renowned, found my setting. That's 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 amazing. That's actually you know, amazing. And, and to me, like, yeah, this is so fun, but this is not. This is real life. This is actually yeah. real life. This is real life, and it's. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that I, I I want to be. I want to do the right thing. This is what I asked for. I asked a lot to to help me make my life meaningful by working and being his servant. I have to do this the way that is pleasing to him. So my biggest fear is is doing the wrong thing. You know, like I, mm-hmm. I go to DMV and I'm looking at everyone saying, Allah, please forgive me for my shortcomings. That's literally what I think. Please forgive me. You know, um, I respect that. I'm, I'm not perfect. I know I'm making mistakes. Um, and I know the musuliyat, I know the responsibility. And then my, it's not just me, my entire t- team feels that. You know, like any, any wrong thing we say, any wrong step could be really, really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, that weighs on heavy. But I, I'm, I'm grateful. Like I'm grateful that Allah has, has chosen my team and I, the people he's chosen to carry this and to do this to extreme high honor. Because, you know, I was reading a hadith of Prophet Sallallahu said, if Allah wants good for a servant, he uses mm-hmm. them for good. If he wants something, if he wants good for a servant, he uses them for good. Mm-hmm. So if Allah is using us for good, you know, it's a reminder to us, like, to, to remember him. To go yeah. on and keep putting good yeah, into the and world. Yeah, the good and, and know what that good is. Have that knowledge. Like, now we're thinking about, as a team, we're thinking about, okay, yeah. God, we need to go to Duxi. Like, we're all going to everybody has to start seeking knowledge. Everybody yeah. About how do we, how do we, as a team, become better Muslims? Because yeah. that's how we're going to prevent us from dropping the ball. So we're looking at each other like, everybody got to go to Duxi. Everybody got to do that. I like that. Everybody got to give sadaqah. Everybody got to, you know, like, we all have to be in this race. Because if Allah has given us this jackpot, this huge opportunity to attain Jannah, then we can't drop the ball on that, you know. And so, yes, I look at the success, but I also I also see the real success I want, which is Allah's favor and Allah's love. Everything that comes after yeah. this, yeah, yeah I like it's that. not really this dunya; it's one after, you know. And so. no, I agree. Yeah. And 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 I think Inshallah. that's first of all. Let me let me us let the three of us speak here and be you know collective and let you know that you and the team we're proud of you guys and that the work that you're doing, the that you're putting out. Everybody knows. Everybody who listens to you understands. Mm-hmm. And you know, for we have a way smaller audience, but at the end of the day, they're going to hear this and they're going to flock towards you because they know the good word is the good word. Mm-hmm. You know. That being said, you know, I wanted to, you know, you brought up a good point. You're bringing up, you know, sisters talking to you, and I'm sure it's not just sisters, mm-hmm. but people are talking to you about their story about coming to terms with the dean, things like that. Were there any that you heard that reminded you of your own? Any stories I've heard remind me of my own? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, honestly, like you know about you getting closer to the deal you learning things and you becoming more knowledgeable things like that that's the thing about stories and any story you hear you can always find a part that relates to you yeah that's the thing about stories that's, yeah. the, that's i think the phenomenon everyone's listening to stories and saying 
no, I understand that. You know, like that speaks to me, even though they, they maybe mm. in theory have be nothing like the person, but what yeah. the person is saying is relating to them. Mm. And so whenever I hear any story, I'm like, yeah, I felt that. I know what it feels like. I don't know. I've, ne- I've, ne- I've never had that personally. I mean, I'm mm. saying more like on our end because, you know, people, nobody comes up to me anyway and says, hey, you know, something you said last week on the pod really, st-. like it doesn't really happen. That happened. That happened with our episode. I think. I think it happened with me last season a couple times. So, like, yeah. No, I'm saying. I mean, maybe for you. No, maybe for you. I'm saying for me, it's nice. That's (laughs) not really a thing, right? But I mean, (laughs) because I'm not ignorant to that fact. I understand that you know the demand and the clientele are different things, right? The only time that I seen something of that was the episode that we did this season, right? Where I had a lot of people, and I'm not gonna lie. I I I felt like I channeled my inner other people (laughs) messaging me saying, "Hey." I listened to this here and I was crying. I said, there's no way something I said made you cry. There's no way. I was crying in front of you. There's no way something I said. Even then, right? And I seen that and I couldn't believe that. I seen it with my two eyes and I couldn't believe that. We were both quiet when you started talking. I can't. (laughs) So, shit. But but this is, is, and you know, and Adid, you can, you know, chime in here at any point. This is one of the reasons why I don't like talking because when I get to a certain point and I get to that level, people are like, yo, nice. I don't want to see that side of you. It makes me sad. You know, because you're supposed me, to be I'm like the jolly. You're supposed to be like the jolly funny guy, right? I'm the one who's supposed to raise the room, raise the temp, yeah. raise the volume. That's me. That's what I do. But I'm learning to be multifaceted, yeah. like our good sis was saying. Mm-hmm. I'm learning to be multifaceted. I'm learning to let people know. Hey, listen. Sometimes I want to lower the temp. Sometimes I want to lower the volume. Right? But other, I was gonna ask you because I can't imagine you casting these stories every week. You and the team, you guys casting these stories every week, and not like taking some of it with you like i'm sure i told you like the cat lady one i'll be real with you (laughs) i could not sit there and listen to that in one sitting and i can't emphasize that enough yeah so i can't imagine you having to hear that live and then be like yo and not think about it after because you're like yo some of these things really do weigh upon you after the fact so how do you deal with those things i'm not gonna lie i some of the one i really believe i've gotten Mm -hmm. an enormous amount of gray hairs like a lot of gray hairs (sighs) me too fam which i've never seen before and I, I really, I, I don't want to say it's my age because I, I'm still young, but I, I swear it's because of the stories I hear. Well, lie, I feel like, because I'm a person that like, I'll listen to a story and I'll go home and think about it. You know, like I'll, yeah. I'll think about it, I'll debrief and stuff like that. And I feel like it's given me, my mom be saying to me, I think uh, you need to stop listening to these stories you're getting. <laughs> like, literally, your hair is turning white and it's, and, it, and it's just, I think, you know, some stories are heavy, but wallahi, they don't leave me disparage like i don't feel sad i feel mm-hmm. i feel sad but i feel hopeful every story has left me with some sort of hope it's also given me a perspective which i know mm-hmm. a lot of listeners have said that it's provided them perspective it's like it's changed your world view like okay damn like life is 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 is, is rough it's tough it's suffering bro it's rough. it's rough for so many and every one of us knows what rough feels like and the crazy part is we're going to continue to feel it and so for mm-hmm. me it's just a reminder of someone can experience hardship and then they can end and then their ease comes and then the hardship starts again and then the ease comes and then i realized this life is just hardships and moments of ease hardships moments yeah just- everything's temporary the good and the bad every second mm-hmm. man like and i just and it also reminds me this dunya has no weight or value to allah and like I know it even more whenever I, like, when I hear the stories, I'm like, this dunya doesn't matter. Like, it, it can't matter. <laughs> These people are so innocent, you know, like, 
they yeah. just tried their best like how else how else can you explain someone being born into poverty they didn't even do anything they're born yeah. into poverty they never know never know what it's felt to be satisfied and they've yeah. never before they haven't even committed the sin they're already hungry and you're trying to tell me this dunya means something this is supposed to be a chill spot this is supposed to be you know something <laughs> matters like it doesn't this is supposed to be the end all be all no, for us no. right no, it's yeah a, like no, that's, Wallahi, it's yeah. a reminder this is life is a joke it's actually a joke and it's, <laughs> it's the truth it's this life is just to test us and it's just to see whether we're worthy about what's going to happen when everything is said and done how did you live mm-hmm. how did you live you know it's kind of and and the crazy part is that allah has only ever asked us is to worship him mm-hmm that's all he's ever asked us. He didn't ask us to get a billion dollar jobs. He didn't ask us to become these successful football players. He didn't ask us to, you know, be, I don't know, anything. He didn't ask us any. He just asked us to worship him and to follow him. And that's all he's asked. And yet that is something that like people are, are, are It seems so out of grasp for people when it's not that hard at all, right? I'm, I'm not gonna lie, life will make it hard. You know, test yeah. me. Or a bad, oh, that's a given. That's and a given. Your, your worship heart, but that's the point, right? It's like today, like you know, if I, if you, if Allah Subhanahu Wa created everything, mm-hmm. He's given you everything that you've ever wanted. He's giving you shelter. He's giving clothing. He's giving you everything, and He gives you things that you didn't even ask. You didn't even ask to be clothed. You didn't ask to be fed, but He gave it to you. Um, and all He asked you was to acknowledge Him and His existence, to acknowledge His power, to acknowledge what He's told you, and to affirm it. And to, to live your life according to him. Right? Now mm-hmm. we can struggle, you can fall off, you can get back up. What's troubling is is that people who don't even they don't get to the pickup part. They just stay down. They just stay down. And sometimes it's it's hard to sometimes it's just arrogance. Hmm. I'll 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 turn back when, you know, I'm older. Yeah, the illusion of time, right? It's a devil. Yeah, Isn't that, like, there's no there's no guarantee you're gonna get there. Yeah, or like or even like again, like, you know, today's fine, I'll figure it out tomorrow. And then tomorrow turns into another year. You know, it's how like everyone just lives this like day to day and and if you really were to look at yourself and ask yourself a question, are you happy? Well lie, you could you you wouldn't know the answer. Are you happy? Are you happy being you know, or are you happy being far from Allah? Are you happy? You know, and and I promise you, not. I don't care what nobody says. And I, I, I promise you, nobody will answer that with a straight face. Yeah, and yes, yeah. there's no way. Someone's happy. I, look at like, look at all of the things that are going. You know, I was um, Johnny Depp is on trial mm-hmm. for uh, assaulting his wife, Amber Heard. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. I, I haven't been following along, but I do see it on the news every now and then. Mm-hmm. Some of the mm-hmm. voice notes. This is Johnny Depp. This guy has millions and millions of followers. <laughs> This man yeah. doesn't know, like, like this man doesn't know what it means to be hungry. Like, you know, he's yeah. him and his loved ones and his people are good. Mm-hmm. That's how, how his wealth mm-hmm. expands that far. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. there's these voice notes of him wanting to cut himself. Oh, really? Depressed. Oh my God, the things that I heard. I was like, this guy, like, yeah, it's got, it's got wrenching actually. Yeah, he has the dunya, and like you hear the the cries. He's crying, and he. You hear the like the pain that he he's fifty eight years old. We're not oh. talking about twenty one year old. We're not talking about forty year old. We're talking about fifty eight year old man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Isn't that much pain, right? So it tells me like life life 
I don't care how successful, if you have money, if you don't have money, if you're 58 and you think you have wisdom, you're still going to experience pain and difficulty and hardship. The difference between Johnny Depp and any other person is that if they know Allah SWT and they know the purpose of this life and the objective at the end of the day, they can they know when the, when that hardship is going to end. They know this is just this is just a this is a bus stop. I'm at a bus stop. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm at a bus stop literally. and I'm waiting for my name to be called. Or I'm at a doctor's office and I'm waiting for my name to be called. That's all it is. We're all just in a massive waiting room. Yeah. One huge waiting room. Sometimes you forget you're in a waiting room because you're joking around, you know, because you're waiting for your name to be called. Sometimes you're talking to yeah, you know, you're playing around with other kids or whatever. <laughs> if somebody, if somebody, if you look at a waiting room, everyone like tries to escape the waiting room, right? Because mm-hmm. they hate to wait. But yeah. if, you forget, if you leave the waiting room, if you forget the waiting room, then you forget that your name your is objective. Called. Yeah, yeah, your name is just about to be called. Yeah. And I feel like there's, I want to be in a waiting room completely aware that I'm in a waiting room. Yeah. What you, you know? said that resonated with me is the, uh, and I've, I've, with everyone, I've had this conversation with a lot of people, is the illusion of time, mm-hmm. right? And that's the devil. It's like, oh, I can do this when I'm older. Or, or what I used to hate when I'm in my, like, my early 20s is when people used to leave off this idea of themselves that they have for a post-marriage. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'll be this, I'll put on hijab when I'm married, I'll pray when I'm married, I'll be this type of man when I'm married. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll cover myself while I'm married. I'll, whatever you want to do as a man or woman when you're married, and it's like there's the threshold of marriage, and then you'll become this person. And for, I did too, maybe when I was 19, 20, 21. And then I realized eventually it's like, why would I all of a sudden become something I'm not working towards? It doesn't make any sense. Like, why would I just get married and all of a sudden I want to pray if I have not been praying? So I also like have to, like, have to struggle with this illusion of time where it's like, well, I'm still young, but it's like, well, who's to say I'm going to live till tomorrow or after this conversation even? And that's the beauty so, about our you're right. the like idea of just being Muslim too, right? For mm-hmm. me, it's like, the illusion of time is like, you know, we live in a society where we think we have all the time in the world and we have all these relationships that sometimes we don't nurture or we don't, we take for granted. And it's like the toughest lessons I've had to learn, I feel like for me is like. We were talking about that off the mic yeah. the other day too, actually. We were, t- we were yeah, talking about yeah. that earlier. Yeah, it's like the illusion of time is like, you know, we all have people that we love and it's like, we are so caught up in this world sometimes. It's like. Uh, like I'll talk to this person tomorrow or I'll pray in a little bit or like, you know, like, and, and, and when people pass away, we often are always reminded, like, you know, you don't have till tomorrow, you know, you don't have all this time that we think we have calculated in our head. We never know when it's going to end. So it's like, it's, it's, it's actually a, a blessing being Muslims. Like we're always reminded that you don't have all the time in the world, you know, like, I, I like and I had to learn to live by that like when I was younger I was ignorant to it but like as the years go by it's like that's the one thing like I'm always learning it's like love who you love and like if you want to be if you want to be something if you're not satisfied with yourself you got to work towards it of course so AT, I agree like I feel like especially my dean I like I feel like if you want to be at a specific place it's like you constantly have to be working at it and constantly have to be learning right we're not perfect nobody's perfect but I guess that's, that's the thing for me. I remember when I remember when I used to be out with Amanda more. Like we could be at school, we could be playing ball, we could be doing anything, and and I see people go make wudu and pray like outside of the norm of whatever that area would be. Like we're in the library and people go pray. I remember vividly thinking like that's kind of crazy right now. I remember thinking that thought. <laughs> Like, right away, can't you just wait till you get home? Or, and I used to see that person as such an amazing, holy person. Not to say that they weren't or they were, but I remember seeing that act. It's like, well, you're praying right now. You're taking time out of, well, 
You're saying that the, the threshold that I had was so low. It was low so low. low. It was on the ground, fam. It's like, yo, you're praying right right now? And we weren't even doing anything. <laughs> it's like, but you still, you're praying right And And now it's like, now I'm praying more. And it's like, I feel like I'm not doing enough. Because you're not. Because I'm not. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm not. not. So it's just like, <laughs> you're nuts. it's just a, yeah, go ahead. Like everything that we want in this life, you know, mm -hmm. money family lineage you know like those are the things that we we were when we're not praying yeah. we're aspiring to yeah what's Allah told us the, told us the blueprint he said you want success <laughs> I, give, I give you success yeah you know like he loses it i yeah you know, yeah like, yeah like you're getting actually mm -hmm. he mm -hmm. lets you sign that check and you get it but it's me that you get it from <laughs> and so like subhanallah like if you look at people of quran like people who've memorized quran people who are literally walking quran well, mm -hmm. every time you said, either if, every time I'm like, I go to him like, oh, I want to be a successful person. They always say, then study the Quran. And I'm like, okay, but I know in theory, like, you, I'm going to study yeah. the Quran so it can benefit my akhirah, right? They say, yeah. no, you memorize the Quran, you study the Quran, you get success in this life. And then I remember she told me, her friend told me a story. Actually, it was Muna, uh, may Allah be pleased with her. We were talking, uh, we were talking about, um, I asked her, and mind you, we were doing narrations. I just asked mm -hmm. her, what do you want to leave behind? She said, I want to leave behind one thing. She said, I want to leave a lot, a lot of things. Dunya and akhirah. But the main thing, I, the first thing I want to hold, that is the key to all of it, is I want to pass on the Quran. So I want to be a person that's so into the Quran that my kids, as kids, is something that's like carried on. Mm -hmm. It's very serious. And she's like, but I want that to be their form, the best form of wealth. And I want the Quran to open doors for them because it will. You know what I'm saying? And I said, okay. That, I mean, that's really beautiful. And she's like, um, I said, I, so she said, it's really beautiful. And I said, where do you, like, where do you, where are you sure from? Where do you get that surety? She said, I remember the story of Shir Abdul Rashid Al-Sufi, the famous uh, reciter. She mm -hmm. said, when he was a kid, his dad, he grew up a very, I don't know if you guys, he grew up very wealthy. Mm, um, I know that. I grew up very, he wasn't a, a poor guy in the street. He grew up very wealthy. Um, and so one day he was studying, he was going off, he was leaving home to go study English. Mm -hmm. Because if you live in the in the in the east, like you know, you you have to study English because English yeah. is the access to wealth and, and all mm -hmm. that stuff. So he went to go study English, and he was leaving, and his dad caught him and said, "Where are you going?" He said, "Oh, I'm going to go study, you know, English because I like, you know, basically insinuating I, I want to be successful, I want to be financially stable. You know, I, I got to learn English. I got to be, I got to go out there in the dunya. I got to go." Yeah. He looked at me, goes, "Dad, can I, Abu? Can I ask you a question?" He said, "Yeah." He said, "Do you see those stores?" He goes, "Yeah. Who owns it?" He goes, you do. I said, okay, what about the stories beside it? He said, you do. He said, what about the stories behind it? <laughs> <laughs> who owns the stories behind it? He goes, you do. He said, I don't know English. And, yeah. <laughs> you know? and he says to him, he goes, he said, you want the dunya? You want wealth? You want success? Study his book. Study his book. And Allah will hand it to you. That's easy. That's very deep, yeah. He said, and so people have this perception that like you have to, you know, get like, and you have to tie your camel. But he says the success, Allah opens doors through the Quran. You know, people who who know the Quran, said the Quran are not regular people. Mm -hmm. He said those people have the dunya in their pockets. It's easy. <laughs> Matter of fact, you find them running away from it, but it chases them. You know, mashallah, they're the most wealthy. They have everything to Mashallah. offer. If they don't have that, they, are, they have this intense peace and contentment in their hearts. You know, like, well, like, they feel rich in their hearts and it's bizarre because they have nothing to eat. Mm -hmm. You know, people of Quran are not regular people and they don't. Yeah. Regular, and they, if you were to ask them about the dunya in this life, they would not even tell you normal stories, you know? 
And so she said, I know that if I want intergenerational wealth, if I want my lineage to be okay, I have to memorize and study and master the Quran. And that's why she's in Egypt. That's why Hilal is in Egypt. That's why they're all in Egypt. It's because they're trying to secure their bags. You know? yeah. And they're doing yeah. it in a way that maybe people think, oh, that's kind of, no, that's exactly how you get real success. And not success that just stops for you, but success that continues. And Amishiyah yeah. Sufi is an example of it because look at him. That man is just honored beyond belief. The guy's a guy. He doesn't worry about a dollar, about anything, you know? And his kids, his kids are fine. Mm-hmm. Well, because he chose, his dad was obsessed with the Quran. His father was very obsessed with it and, and, and he had all of this success. You know what I'm saying? And so I remember thinking like, okay, like that's that's the game plan. I remember telling him Yeah, like, it's, it's very plan. like. It has to be the game. I mean, I want so, to be a proof of it, you know, like I'll yeah. prove, prove that's the truth, you know? And so look at TDS. TDS is, the, this, everyone looks at it and think, wow, look, this is kind of wild. Yeah. The entire time, man's have been thinking about God. You think we were doing this because <laughs> we want or we want money, or wallahi, I swear by Allah, none of us did it to do it like, oh, we're just wanting, well, I wouldn't even know if it was going to go anywhere. Now I was talking to Mike, I didn't even know it was going to reach anywhere. Who even knew? I don't have a marketing manager. Yeah. How did, how did this, how did it spread? How? How is someone from, someone from South Africa sending me a voicemail? How? Yeah. That doesn't make sense. All the ads in billion dollar markets that people do in order to make sure a podcast co- successfully succeeds, I don't mm-hmm. even have. Yeah, I have people like RSS feed telling me, yo, what are you doing? What, who are What's you? What's the word? Yeah, God. no, that was crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All, all, all of that stems from the, 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 I feel like it's because you're doing it for the sake of Allah. That and no I'm matter what. And I'm pursuing it. Yeah. Genuinely pursuing yeah. it. Genuinely. Like, I, and, and like today, if ATL, you want to be a, a wealthy person. Like, say that you want just money. You want to have it. Then, mm-hmm. then pursue Allah. And I promise you, you're never going to be poor. And let's say that you want like good kids, one mm-hmm. that are pursue the Quran, be a be a, a person that the Quran, a person that like, actually practices the Quran. Because the Quran tells you how to be how to be respectful to your parents, right? It teaches yeah. you to build your character. Then obviously who you are reflects into your kids. You know what I'm saying? These are all of these things we have a blueprint for, but none of us actually believe it. Because if we did, we would we'd be living it. Yeah. Wallahi, we'd actually be living it. If we really believed it. <laughs> Wallahi would be living it, and only a few live it. And subhanAllah in the Quran, Allah says all the time, but a few are grateful, but a few know, but a few give uh, give thought. Meaning only a few of us are actually living the blueprint. All, all, the rest of us are just thinking, yeah, yeah. You know, like I heard it. You know what that reminds so, me of? Hold on, so, you know, this, uh, your, your little, you, re- you went off there. You know what our whole, all, the whole thing reminded me of was uh, one of your episodes where Halal was like, uh, she felt, she wanted to learn the Quran, but she felt very like, humbled and she felt very small because she's in a room full of children mm-hmm. and i think that i think uh someone was like yeah. if you can if you can humble yourself and bring yourself to this level to learn the quran then you will be able to do anything and yeah. a big it's like a such a big daunting task for a lot of people so because like arabic's not a lot of people's first language so like first i have to learn then i have to learn how to put it together then i have to learn how to read this accurately then put it together then memorize it and it's just so it's such a big humbling daunting task so it's like it's too big big of a barrier for people mm-hmm. but uh if you just do it for the genuine reasons then you'll you'll benefit off of it oh my god you don't even know how much uh, every person i know that uh, they live the life of uh, i can't <laughs> tell you the life they live well i outside of just like it's just to me i, I can't wait to like share more stories of theirs mm-hmm. i know a lot of people who live 
truly like remarkable lives. Yeah. And if you ask the high, you like this. But like, <laughs> fam, I I don't care about the dunya. I just care about like getting somewhere. This stuff just comes, and and, and it's, it's just a result of of my of my genuine pursuit. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of religion and it just that's the whole reason the podcast the podcast is just to get people to come back mm-hmm. like like this is where success so we sat here <laughs> so sorry no, not to control i was gonna say we sat here and we talked about you know like you know the future and things like that and you know how we don't have as much time as we think all of these things right mm-hmm. let me ask you what is the future for tds in your mind where where's where's the pinnacle where's it going where do you before want you it? answer that let me say something i love about it yeah uh, when I see people who look like us, like on a rocket ship to go somewhere, I am both happy and, and like scared for them because I'm like, I hope that whatever that they're doing continues to go in the in the most genuine, altruistic way and it keeps going. And it, But hearing you talk and hearing the, the motivation behind everything and it being your resolve and your true intentions and how everybody on the team is in the, in the same, on the same page, I, I went from... Ah, oh, such a, they they got so big so fast. I hope everything keeps going the way that they want it to go, and they don't compromise their morals. Because there's a lot of money, I'm sure, coming from a lot of different directions. Yeah. But like hearing you talk now, it's just like I'm very confident that it's gonna stay true to your vision, like all of your visions. Uh, go ahead and <laughs> answer the question. Yeah, to keep it short, basically world. Yeah. yeah. World domination. Oh, yeah? World yeah. domination. Oh, yeah. Mansa, Mansa, you just like, watch me say, oh, I'm so happy you guys are being humble. She's like, nah, world domination. Stuff. World domination. So look, when I say it, I'm a super villain, but when she says it, it's You're crazy. a man. Look at the double standard. Look at the double standard. You're guys. a man. No, no, world domination in the sense that um, I want people to know, I want to re- I want Islam to be reinstated in its truest glory. Mm. That's a huge thing to say, you know? Um, I want to. I want us to bring us back to. I don't know. It's so crazy to say this. When I bring Islam to the golden era, where Muslims were Jeez. successful and they were remarkable, they were the, they were the most interesting people in the world. They mm-hmm. were people that people mimicked and copied. And mm-hmm. I just want. And, and 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 in order for us to get there, I have to inspire that with everyone. Yeah, and that's possible, right? So I do. We are doing that by telling stories. Say, hey, look. Like there's a way forward. Don't be down, you know. Mm-hmm. Like let's let's think about bigger. Let's be big. Let's be bigger. Let's be better. And and also reminding people that like we got here because of Allah. So if mm-hmm. we get anywhere, and we're we're given a mic and a stage, I will say Allah got us here. Yeah. You know, I'm not gonna say Absolutely. I got here because I'm that's what you should. Or that I'm gonna say Allah got us here, and He can get mm-hmm. you there too. Like genuinely, like you can go there too. There's room for all of us. Success mm-hmm. is room for all of us, but we have to redefine what success looks like. We can't, we can't. All of our forms of success is based on the West. Yeah. And not Islamic ideologies. Every, everyone's definition of success is that. And that's the problem. That's why nobody gets anywhere. Right? That's facts. We have to change what our definition of success is. And the dunya will be mm. literally under our feet. There's no problem. You know, it's funny that you say that. You always talk, you talk, okay, so we have to change the way we view success and view a lot of the like societal standards because we're looking at through the lens of the West, mm-hmm. but like uh, you always are tweeting about like how men will talk about 50, 50 or like women will be, will have their own Western motives. And you're basically saying, come back home. <laughs> you got to change the way you view it and come back home. Uh, I have another question. How do you feel about, you talk about how we are mimicked. How do you feel about watching like things become trendy in the West? 
that are like low key Muslim things already, like intermittent yeah. fasting. Yeah, but they're not really. Mm-hmm. I told you they're, they're not really or no, manifesting, no, manifesting things. How do I feel about plagiarism? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> man's are basically saying make dua, but they're saying it so many different ways. Yeah, no, no. She said, "How do I feel about plagiarism?" Yeah. That's the joke of the day. You know what I'm saying it's just it's the reality. Even when I read a self help book, I, I love self help books. Yeah, me too. Wallahi, everything is savage. I said, people are talking about Allah. People are talking about trust. They're talking about this. this these are all facets of our, our, our faith already. And I just mm-hmm. laugh. I'm like, these people done read the Quran. They're liars. They're liars. They're liars. Liars. Of course. But then I just realized it just affirms me more in my faith. And it's okay. They can, I don't, I mean, the, what do they say? The, the best form of flattery is what? This is, uh, if, if sincerest form of imitation is flattery, right? Or, Sincerest form of, yeah, yeah, something like that. I don't know. As I read long as we're not know, following like that, that that their their form of it, and we're following our own form, the true form of it, then we Gucci. They can do whatever mm. they want. You know what I'm saying? That's up to them. But I think it's time for Muslims to stop living like side characters and start living like main characters. You know what I mean? And, and I think course. too many of us are just moving like like co-stars when we're not meant to be co-stars. Mm. You know what I'm saying? When we're leading men and ladies. The, if you open the Quran. We're talking about the Quran. The, 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 this is the words of God. This is Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. This is the King of all kings, and He describes us as main characters. Yeah, we live like co-stars. I don't get it. It doesn't make sense. If, we're, if we really believe so, that the book so, is Allah's words, these are His kalam, which is you really deep that. It's kind of crazy that we have a copy of Allah's kalam in our heads, in our houses. It's His words. It's bizarre to me. Like that to me blows my mind. You know that we can actually actualize Allah Subhanahu wa Taala in print. You know what I'm saying? And here we understand. And the way that he describes us and our religion and what he's given to us. And, and, how, the, and uh, the, how much he values. Oh my God, recently, guys, I was studying the story of Adam just to do it again because I love Adam's story. I don't know why. It's a soft spot for me. Adam, at this point. Mm-hmm. And there was a part where, like, in the story, he talks about how a lot, the angels asked, like, you know, like, why did you create Adam? There's us. Does it make sense? Like why, 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 why? Him? Why are you dying? Like, Get through the story. Why are you dying? It's funny because it's like they're looking at him. And they're like, "What is this? What is this about?" And Allah Sultan says simply, "Adam, I know that which you do not know, and as well, Adam knows things that you don't know." Meaning, Allah had given Adam knowledge, knowledge the things that angels didn't even know, right? And then he asked, he asked Adam recite the things that I that. Uh, of these names and he recited and these were things of the this dunya like creatures i don't know it was like a, a bunch of things but angels did not even know what they were mm-hmm. so much so when hawa you know one day he woke up he saw hawa the angels asked him so who is she like who is and he knew even though he he just had that knowledge he said she's she's meant to be with me like she's my, like my partner my companion and and so like the angels were asking Adam for answers of certain things that he had. And it just explains how much Allah honored Adam and his lineage. Just we're his lineage, right? How much he's honored us, how much he's given to us. Knowledge, intellect, will, you know what I'm saying? And all of these things just really just describe how much of, of importance we are to Allah, how much main characters we are in this life. But I feel like so many of us live like co-stars. It's kind of sad. You know, like so many really actually live a We need main character energy, bro. Yeah, like it's just, it's just so so guys, this is this is others call to you guys saying, Listen, <laughs> stop acting like side characters. You're the main character in this show. Go on easy. And, and 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 when I say main characters, we're not moving arrogant. I mean we're mm-hmm. moving in the best best fashion and the best akhlaq and living with our, our like, carry yourself with dignity and, and pride. Like, what? Hold on. 
What? One so, second. I asked Sophia, she's down to come with me. Go ahead. Okay, okay, perfect. Are you okay? Right, there's another interview happening. Yeah, you're good, you're good. Yeah, yeah, there's another interview. So, um, so Hilal just said I took Sophia to do the interview, but okay. It's okay. Let me just, can I respond to her in two seconds? Miss yeah, K. respond to her. Fine, respond to her. Check the timestamp for now. AB, write that timestamp, that 106. Yeah, 106. Uh, we'll, just, we'll edit that, that little part out. So Yo, the echo is AB, eh? I don't know. Whoa, whoa. The echo is yeah, the echo. It was because I, you know, you, it was on loud. My it's ears, like connected, so right? I open it. Yeah. Yeah, and then you could, these are connected, so you could hear. Yeah, it what, yeah whatever that was. Oh, whatever yeah, that was. Didn't... Stop that. Whatever that was. Just mute yourself oh, till you talk. I think it's kind of... Yeah, just whatever that was. Cut that out, please. Guess, oh, you, my you, Lord. You, 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 you still can hear it now, though. Just uh, just don't don't risk it. Don't risk it. Just mute till you talk. Now, but I didn't hear it last time, and it was in the whole episode. So I don't want to risk it. Okay. So yeah, just we'll we'll keep an eye on that. But uh, okay, so let's count it down five. It's still then, going, yeah, right? Either continue talking. No, we're yeah, no, no. We're, we're gonna we're gonna have to cut this out, obviously. For okay. Later, so Maybe let's just cut it back from five, and then and then let other talk. So five, four, three, two. Yeah. So basically, it's just that. Like, I just want us to kind of uh, see ourselves the way that we should be seen, and the way that Allah sees us. That's about it. And so we want to be successful. We move like we're successful. We're mm -hmm. No, we don't play ourselves down. We don't assimilate. We're proud to be Muslims. We're proud to, you know, practice our faith publicly. You know what I'm saying? Because we know this is the truth. Yeah. We know this is the truth. Facts. Everyone's, everyone's living in the matrix, but we're not living in the matrix. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, yeah. So no. So I was gonna. I was gonna say Adam. So you know, I think, I think this would be like a good point for us to sort of wind down. I feel like we've. Uh, We've covered a lot. We've covered the gamut of what we want. You trying to ask funny questions? I mean, no. There's there's a couple of things I want to ask okay. that aren't necessarily you know. It's just more personal stuff, more stuff to. Before we get there, okay, I have a more podcast tedious podcast question. Mm. It's a tedious one. It's a another tedious one. I've listened to a lot of episodes, but I haven't listened to all of them. So excuse me if I'm wrong about this, but I feel like when I'm listening to the episodes, it's no one's ever like done with their religious journey. Like it's always an upward battle. Uh, but I feel like when I'm listening to it, it's kind of like from the perspective of like, this is where I was and Alhamdulillah, I'm here now. This is kind of like people telling, giving their success story in a sense. And I don't know where you, where you would find it, but like, I feel like it'd be interesting and more relatable for some people if they heard like people who are still on the, on the way up. Does that make sense? I don't know if I'm describing that properly. Well, by that metric ATL, sorry, not to cut you it's off. It's all subjective. I think I could sort of, I know. I feel like I could sort of answer. You trying to, yeah. Cause I think. Yeah, go ahead. I, I feel like what Adam's gonna say is, and she can correct me if I'm uh -huh. wrong. Uh, I feel like everybody's technically on the way up. Yeah, you're right. You're right. On the way up, technically, right? Yeah, is, yeah. Is my yeah, ballpark yeah. there. Absolutely, I would like, like to. Uh, yeah, I think and something. I think I think what ATL is also saying is that uh, people who are uncertain, like they're still going. Yeah. Somewhere, they're on. They're kind of like, I don't know where I'm headed. If it's you know. Yeah, like they're still yeah. kind of struggling instead of yeah. like I've, they, this is they, what I came they, through. When the cat lady found true love, part two kind of ended that way because she wanted a child, mm -hmm. but she still hadn't gotten that child that she wanted. Mm. But we, we did we did talk about why are you spoiling it for the man? Yo, <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I, like she talked. <laughs> sorry, guys. But that that's that's a great episode. She didn't get what she wanted, but she she realized there was Allah had given her so much more. That's mm -hmm. what she thought. like. She didn't get mm. what the, the ideal success story is, but she mm -hmm. also realized okay. I can success is what you you make of it. So it's about perspective. That's true. So yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So we try. We're trying to tell stories, and we're trying to tell stories of women who are older too. This season, we're gonna have a sister who's a lot older, who's my mother's age, 
tell her story. Oh. So we're looking to tell stories of women wow. older who've been like who've been seen life, you yeah. know, and, and what do they have to say? In some Any men's stories? Any what? Any men's stories or just? I mean, our goal to tell the men's stories is when we start the digital brotherhood. So when that comes out, inshallah. How uh, us when you do that? How about us when you do that? I'm trying to be a producer. Like we're trying to be producers. Yeah, you're gonna make like like an umbrella company. You're gonna have a bunch yeah. of stuff under there. That's what I was hoping for. Okay. That's the goal. Trust me, we're not getting that call. Let's move. <laughs> we're not getting that call. We're not getting it. We're not getting. I think that we call. will. Anyways, yeah, go ahead, man. Well, you never know. We'll do auditions. Mm, all right, we'll see. If I have to audition, I'm already not there. If I have to audition. <laughs> If I have to audition, I'm already not there. <laughs> but no, no, um, no. I just, I just want, I just, hey, inshallah, inshallah, it'll work out for you. Uh, no, what I wanted to do is basically just, you know, give you sort of some rapid fire stuff. So, like, you know, obviously, you know, we're, you know, Western products. You know, we're all like, you know, people who grew up here, we're all from here, whatever. Project whatever. babies. And you know, we have us. We're all project babies, right? And you know, we take pride in that. You know, but uh, it's more like, uh, so how do you, let, let me just, you know, pick your brain, right? Uh, I don't know how much, you know, you partake in when things, when it comes to like, uh, okay, like right now, I want you to give me an example. Like, what shows are you watching right now, Adar? Like, talk to me. Who is Adar, bro? Right now. Yeah, like, what? I want to know what <laughs> Adar watches. It took us an hour right to now. ask. Who's Adar? <laughs> that, that's a good question. Um, I'm trying to. I want to know what shows you're into right now. And I want you to give me the real answer. Don't give me the TDS answer. I want the real answer. I'm trying to think. I haven't, like, I'm going to keep it. Can I be real? Keep I don't stack. Really watch, Absolutely. I don't really watch Always. TV. And the part of the reason why I don't watch TV is because I'm more of a documentary. That's fair. You know, like, I'm more, like, I, oh, like the last documentary okay. I watched that I loved. When mm. they see us? Ugh. I love that documentary. Yo, let's t let's talk. No, no, let's no, no, no. You know what? We're gonna spend five oh, minutes one. talking about this. Yo, we'll I cried so ugly when I listened. When I watched that. It was not normal. I, yeah. I, I I personally I'll never forget. I personally DM'd Ava DuVernay and I said, "Yeah, she's a real one." What? You're, guess what? She responded to me. I was shocked. She responded. She responded. What? She was so mysterious. She responded. She goes, "Thank you so much, sweetie." That's <laughs> So, uh -huh. uh, and I just told her, I said, Shonda Rhimes could never. I said, this is, like, I, you know, guys, I don't know if you guys know, but I'm very into cinematography, uh, cinema, cinematography, cine cinematic videos. Like, I like uh, we're doing mm. YouTube soon, and it's mm -hmm. like that. Like, oh, exciting. Um, and so mm. before podcasting, that was my bread and butter storytelling mm -hmm. videos. And so mm -hmm. I loved, like, I was watching her video setup, like the color grade. I was like, this mm -hmm. is incredible. I just loved how she displayed that story, how she put it together. But personally, those kind of documentaries are the ones that I, and the ones that I centered around real stories, and it makes you want to think about life. Like I was thinking about life after. You know, you know. Though I'm glad, I'm glad because I want to talk about it a little bit with you because um, you know, when people and it's good because it's on a podcast, so people will be forced to listen to <laughs> it. But no, it's good because whenever I want to talk about this, and Eb's a witness. Whenever I want to talk to people about this show, they're always. It's one of two things. Either, yo, I couldn't finish it because whatever, whatever. Or two, the same generic answer of, oh, yeah, it made me sad. Like, no, mother, I want to know more. I want to know what you thought about it. I want to know how it made you feel. I want to know what, like, I want to know more. Like, I want to talk about this more because it really, yeah. really stuck with me. Like, it really stuck with me. And I think it stuck with me because, like, every, I can't say everybody, but, like, people have been, you know, I've been in handcuffs before. I've been taking the stage before. Things have happened. Like, you know, and I thought about them, like, Alhamdulillah, nothing to that extent has ever happened to me. But, like, 
they could have now that I think mm-hmm. about it. It's like, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Like, people who look like me, things happened to them that really took their lives for an entire, entire different course. Yeah. Like, 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 I just, I thought about it and it really stuck with me in a way that I couldn't get over. So I'm glad to know that you watched it and you actually like, enjoy- I, I'm sure you, you know, you cried and I'm sure, I'm sure everybody well, we watched cried. it. I don't cried, know I'm I'm sure, did right? not cry. That's crazy. I like, cried. I, I'm point. not going to lie to you. I didn't cry. Really? How? I'm not going to lie. I didn't cry. Cool. I didn't cry. You don't have to cry to feel something. But that's all. But no, I, def- and, and I definitely. I definitely cried. It. I don't know what you're talking about. When, got the, when he got when he got the call when he got it. the call that his uh his sister the guy in the the last guy. Uh, what's his name? The guy who plays Corey. Corey. Corey Wise. Wise. When he got the call about his sister and the warden called him in. Mm-hmm. Oh, I broke down. I couldn't hold mm-hmm. myself. You know. The and then that, he's you know yelling the at the warden, saying, "You don't care about me." You know the part that blew my mind. Yeah. How like you mm-hmm. know there's there are so many people that failed them, right? Yeah, there's so many people that failed you. Yeah, the system, are, their parents. Yeah, and there's so many things that are gonna fail you. But you know what? Subhanallah, I I kept seeing how the story unfolded of things that happened to them that was mm-hmm. beyond. Like it was, you could tell this is this is God. This this part <laughs> is God. The part that blew me was that I forget which one was in which one who who was in Rikers. Was it Rikers? And he met the person that actually committed the crime. Corey. Oh uh, yeah, Corey, Corey was. was. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's Corey was. Yeah. That's God. Oh, you know that's mad. That's crazy, that's a lot. A mad situation because I was like, after everything he went through, and he's at, he's at this point he's accepted how his life has turned out. He's, he's now face to face with the person the guy, who caused, him caused all it, this. but he admitted that he was the one that did it, and he was in the same prison. And- that's not normal. God, I, I don't care. No, you're right. That's divine. That's divine. That is Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Like how that story is being. There's there's stories that writers write. There's stories that you know video write, and there's stories Allah writes. Allah is the best of writers, right? And that's the part you know was all him. Yeah. Because how else can you describe something mm-hmm. so miraculous? That, that that was considered a miracle, right? Like that happened, and he like it wouldn't it. sound realistic if it wasn't a real story. Yeah. How magical it was. It's just, it was insane. And then, you know, Yusuf Islam, I think it's Yusuf Islam. I don't forget his name. Islam. Yusuf Islam, yeah, yeah. yeah. He talks about... Yusuf Salam, yes, Yusuf Salam. Yes. He talks about, like, how Allah played a role in his life. If you follow... I went I went, I went, went and followed everything. <laughs> I went and followed... <laughs> oh, no, I went down the rabbit hole. Yeah. I looked into all of their yeah, lives. I, I mean, went into I the rabbit hole. Subhanallah, he uses Allah SWT to describe his situation, how he tested him, and he used, like... Subhanallah, he used Prophet Yusuf, Yusuf as an example. You know, Prophet Yusuf was mm-hmm. just incarcerated, and talked about that i was like you know like no matter how many how how everyone's trying to understand and justify what happened to them obviously yusuf had the best you know like summary and context did you uh did you uh did you watch the interview they did with oprah after yeah i did i did watch it i was obsessed <laughs> that, that, believe it or not that one might have that one might have been a tougher watch even huh. than the film yeah. itself because yeah. it's Cause them because they're talking to the actual they're talking to the yeah, actual fight and you see them cry you see and you can see how Corey, you know, and, like his life changed his you know, things happen yeah. to him in there that he can't undo. Uh, and it's beautiful because he said he said something specifically. He was like, um, I didn't know it at the time, but I was I was I was poetry in motion. Hmm. And and I really I don't know why that really stuck with me. The man said I was living poetry in motion. All the things that are happening, me, me being imp- like poetry in motion, it stuck with me. That's, that's and, and, and to hear to hear Antron talk about you know how his father because obviously his father played by you know the late Michael K Williams mm-hmm. you know shout out to Omar Little you know he's talking about how his father turned his back on him right now we now we see in the movie that his father just wanted to get him out of whatever right but 
in the mind of a 14-year-old or 15-year-old, he's thinking, yo, this guy told me to give myself up to police when I was innocent. And he's talking about it to Oprah. He's like, I'll never forgive that, man. And, you know, he turned his back on me and he's a cat. And I'm not going to lie to you that there are certain things that just really, me is nice, things that mm-hmm. just hit me in the chest. You know what I mean? And, and it's beautiful because even through that pain, you could see it. Like you said, poetry in motion. You could see the gears turning, no pun intended. You could see these things <laughs> happening and changing. And it's just, oh, man. I'm glad you brought that up, man. Yeah. I'm really glad you brought it I, I didn't think would have never guessed you would have brought that up. talk about that. Yeah. Lucas, I love stories. Yeah. Obviously, you know I love emotional stories. That, that, to me, was a ride. And I've always... I think you might be an emotional masochist. I, 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 took it I might wow. be, you know, because I'm obsessed with, like, storytelling and the way that it drives you. Because, well, I, everybody watched that. I left thinking about their lives. Everybody was thinking about themselves, and you and I felt I felt level of anger I've never felt before. You know, yeah. genuine anger, mm. genuinely like I was like, this is the most unjust thing I've ever seen. You know, uh, because they were kids. Mm. You know, like things unjust things happen to adults, but when it happens to kids, yo, yeah. it's just it's it's, a, it's so scary. Damn. So so like so yeah, I guess you know you not being super into TV shows. Like, what about like? Uh, give it up to other to like, take a question. Are you into? To give it up to other to take a question. Really like, spin it right. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Give fine. it up to other to take a question. Like, what's your favorite TV show and and make it emotional? <laughs> yeah. You know, and and and, and you know what? I knew she would. What a this talent! What a talent! Oh, I, I knew she would. I knew she would. Oh, what was the, what, what, what you ask? What type of movies do you like? Here we go. I was gonna ask. You, was, no, you know what? If she tells me something emotional, we're dead in the episode right, right now. Because well. I'm expecting her to say, "I enjoy comedies. I enjoy adventure movies." If she says so, the emotional stuff, I'm out of here. Oh, you know what I love? I love okay. Patriot. What do you love? What? As you know, the Patriot Act. Patriot Act with Hassan yeah, Hassan. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Great show. I yeah. actually, I, can we talk? Can we talk about that guy for a second too? Can we talk? You seen a picture of him at Tarawih recently? I, I don't. I don't like the jokes that he makes about Islam. Don't get me wrong. I, I think there. Yeah. He doesn't have those limits, and he needs to learn what those are. But <laughs> the way that he he explains explains world issues and the comedy and about world issues. Oh, I enjoyed it. When he talks about religion, is when I have a problem with him. But when he talks about um like. Like world issues and world leaders and climate, mm-hmm. I, I found that thoroughly inter- entertaining. Thoroughly entertaining. No, you know, no, Adid, I don't know if you watched his special that he did, Homecoming King. I don't know if you watched I've that. I've seen that. But like, he, ta- he talked about, like, you know, living, because he was living, obviously, he's an American, right? He was talking about living in, you know, a post 9 11 world. He was like in high school and whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not gonna lie, I think, I think you, you would well, just give that a listen. I'll send you a clip of it after, but listen to that. And um, no, like I, I noticed like there are more and more Muslims in the media now mm-hmm. and there are more and more of them like, you know, popping up here and there. And they're obviously unabashedly Muslim, which I'm perfectly fine with because we need that. Um, I do believe that Hasmanaj, maybe, t- you know, the jokes are here and there, whatever. But I believe that he's a Muslim who's in the public eye, who's like the closest representation to like regular, regular people like me. Yeah. Like right now, like right now, like me hearing stories on TDS, right? Me, a lot of these people, like their stories, I can relate to because I I understand, like being Somali, a lot of them, I can I can relate to majority of the things that are happening. When I look at a guy like him, I can relate because, as a Muslim who's not necessarily at the peak of his Muslimhood, I get it. You know what I mean? I get those. There's certain things that relate to me on that level too, and there's certain things that sort of, you know, in the back of my mind that I think of, right? But no, I, I the Patriot Act is not only well informed, well written, 
They go, they almost got slapped with a cancellini by Saudi. They did. That's almost. They got. I got taken out of Saudi. Oh yeah, they 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 got taken off of Saudi Netflix, right? Yeah, they because they talked about Saudi, right? I remember the joke he made. (laughs) He said, "Uh, they took me off because I'm uh, anti-Muslim or I'm against the the dean, and he's Muslim, so he's like, they have, they have videos of intercourse on their Netflix. There, they have witchcraft on their Netflix. There, they have everything against the dean. But I'm the anti. But I'm the anti-Muslim, so they left (laughs) took off my stuff. Yeah, that didn't make sense. Yeah, it's. I mean, I, I, it's layered, but I, I like his his. It's a slippery slope, I like right? His delivery. I like the narrations. I think what I'm really a fan of is his team and the work they did with the Patriot. That's what I. Yeah. Like I can tell, I can see the work mm-hmm. that they did. It's a lot of I work. As a form of inspiration, like I was like, oh, I like how he did because you know he does narrations too. Like when he goes on mm-hmm. stage, he narrates a story and, and the way that he organizes it. I I enjoyed it because it was very digestible, and so I, I aspired to make like. Islamic content, like spiritual content, very digestible. Like that's my goal. I don't want to use big words mm-hmm. and heavy words and things that people. No, just make it palatable, make people able to understand the information. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Because the way to retain information is to make it level to the people you're talking to. Yeah. Like, if a nuclear physicist explains nuclear physics to you and uses words that you understand, you'll automatically grasp it mm-hmm. better than him using big thermodynamic words and things like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's all about relatability, and other mashallah, you are great at doing that. I think that that I think is the selling point of TDS. I think it's the selling point of you, relatability. Yeah, I'm, I'm and trying. We can't thank you enough. I hate compliments, guys, and I'm trying to just want to listen be like, to you're you're, you're you're getting it. You're getting it because God forbid it's the last time you and I speak, <laughs> and the last time you speak to anybody here. No. I'm not gonna let you leave here without <laughs> me telling you, without us telling you how proud of you we are. Well, I appreciate it. Oh, 100 percent. We're so proud of you. We're also your biggest supporters. Like, we, we mm-hmm. oh, like anywhere I go, like I'm always talking about your podcast. To my cousins, to my family, to my parents. Anywhere I go, I'm, I'm spreading. Like, it's it's amazing. Like, oh, unbelievable. I just hope you keep going. I hope you guys don't stop. I love all the stories. I love and God it. forbid, I love if you do with me, and we would just we would do our thing. Uh, so I put him on your podcast, and then he came to me, and he had a weak moment, and he was like. He was kind of sad. He was like, "Yo, fam, I have, like I, I don't know. I keep googling it, and I don't know like what resources are the right resources. But like, I don't know who else to ask." He felt comfortable asking me because we had like such our lives were in such a parallel. He's like, "Yo, fam, I don't, I don't know how to pray." Mm. And I'm like, "I'm like you." Know, and I try to like because there's there's been times I've asked questions where I thought it was stupid questions. And I remember just being scared of the reaction. So I'm just like, I'm like, oh, okay. Like, you don't know how to... Because recently I learned how to pray istikhara. I don't know how to pray istikhara. So I thought he knew he didn't know how to do a specific prayer. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, you don't know how to do tarawih or you don't know how to do like tahajjid? Like, I'm like, okay, well, yeah, that people, there's a lot of people like that. And he goes, nah, fam, I don't know how to like really pray. And I'm like, fam, but we've prayed so much together. Yeah. And he goes, nah, fam, I just, I just go through the motions. I just know fatah and I go through the motions. I just know the parts that people might hear me say. Wow. Uh, and I'm like, oh, okay. Well, and then I just I told him, like, I'll support you. I'll help you. We'll learn together, this and that. I'll, I'll put you on. And I'm like, what inspired you? And he goes, I don't know, man. Just listening to that podcast and hearing a bunch of like girls talk about how they learn things late. Even though when they were referencing late, they're talking about 19 years old. Oh, no, we, actually 20, mid-20. Yeah, yeah mid-20. He's just like, yo, I'm almost 30. I don't know how to, I didn't, I don't know how to pray. So like, I'm like, yo, this is like literally a week ago. Subhanallah. And he's like, I, I want to take advantage of the last 10 days of Ramadan. I said, wow. fam, we're going to do this, fam. Don't worry. <laughs> I got you, cuz. So that was, I mean, it might have happened to him at any point in life. It might not have happened, but like, you were the catalyst. The, pod, the podcast, the Digital Sister, was the catalyst to kind of like 
make him make that like make him look at himself introspectively and want to learn how to pray. And it just made me wonder how much other people are just embarrassed because I don't know how to pray istikhara. Someone was like, there was a big decision we had to make, and then someone in my family was like, okay, just pray istikhara, and I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I had to I had to go run and you know Sheikh Google. I'm like, how to pray istikhara? Yeah. And there's so much resources. It gets confusing. You know, you're like, which one do I really do? This one says to do this. One says to do that. Yeah. And I was I I didn't ask anyone. I learned it myself. And I could only imagine how much things people don't know that are embarrassed to say. Yeah. Oh my god, that makes me that makes me so happy. Etl, you have no idea. (laughs) You have no. I'm 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 literally trying to fight tears because you know that it's. A lot of people live in the in that place and they say, hey, like, I'm not, I just, because I don't know, I'm not going to learn it. Mm-hmm. And now, yeah. that you, now that you, like, affirmed him, mm-hmm. you know, and you said, it's Azzy, we can learn this now. Mm-hmm. I hope A, you get the edges for it, you know, and B, you don't know what that's going to mean. He might pray in the next prayer and then pray for the rest of his life. Yeah. Well, and then that changes the course of his children's life. Yeah. And that changes the other course. You know, they, then they, yeah. then it becomes because that's how people lose, right? When they stop praying and they bend their It's a snowball it effect. The kids and the kids don't pray. And yeah, he called. He called me like a week, like 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 literally a few days ago, like like a week after we started. And he and he's like, "Yo, fam, I want to take you out. Let's go munch." And I sat down with him, and he's like, "Yo, guess what I did today." And I was like, "I don't know." I guess a million things. He goes, "I'm like, oh, you prayed," and he goes, "No, no, no, I prayed all five, fam." Wow. And I'm like. And I had to, I had to put myself at his level. I'm like, this is the first time. He goes, yeah. And then I, I made, I had like childlike, yeah. you know, like just, I was just so excited. I was like, yo, and we started jumping. Yee! Two grown ass men, bearded men, just jumping like, yo, prayed five times today. That is, yeah, really remarkable. You know that, that's yeah. what, you know that's like real change. Like that's real. That's what real meaningful stuff is. Like, you know, like it's probably like, imagine he never felt comfortable to come to you. And you know what's what even blows my mind is that because you shared the podcast, he felt open and safe for you to talk mm-hmm. about. And that's the part that blows my mind. That the podcast is like a it's like a prerequisite for people to know, okay, this person's a safe place. You know, yeah. because they listen to this podcast. And they're clearly open minded and they're clearly understanding. You know, mm-hmm. and because that's a community we created, right? What made him feel comfortable? Yeah. is because is I told him, he's like, well, what's the point of this podcast? It's digital. You know, there's like a barrier for men. He's like, this is a sisterhood. What am I going to yeah. learn from this? And then I explained it to him. And then he's like, I'm like, oh, you learn. It's religious, but not religious. And I'm like, uh, I, I, that I told you, people are a lot like me. They see sisterhood yeah. in the thing and they're like, yo, this is not That's okay. Dogs. That's okay. It's I'm an amazing here. name, but, but that's okay. That's okay. I think, that's I, think, so- I think it was intentional because when you name something, you, you should name it what you intend. Mm-hmm. And my intention was to unite women because women are teachers. Women are teachers of Umar. Yeah. You know how to pray because your mama told you. You know what I'm saying? You know Islam because your mama taught you. You know? Yeah. Not everyone, but like moms and women play a huge role. A lot of people. Yeah, women play a huge role in uh, the cultivating of Islam in in child life. Mm -hmm. I needed to empower Mm -hmm. women first if I wanted to make real changes. I really want to change the world in men and women's lives. I have to empower the women of tomorrow. What made it feel comfortable? was like first i was vulnerable so i shared something actually i can be vulnerable so first i was vulnerable and he was like well what's you know so sick about this podcast and i'm like well the storytelling this that i gave him the service level stuff first and then he's like well, okay but past that and i go fam do you know I, I took this class with kbw the first step islamic like knowledge class and i remember learning and you always reference it and it makes you think about the class and it's like oh my god yeah. i know that yeah. it's like the people one of the people who get shaded uh in the day of judgment are people who love each other for the sake of allah so i don't think i consciously ever thought 
out loud or, or really like put intention behind saying, I love this person for the sake of Allah before hearing that in the podcast and before hearing that, before I hear, I'm able to say it. Mm-hmm. I never consciously thought that. I was like, wow. Shout out to big bro. Yeah. So I told him that, like, that's how it kind of changed. And I said, yo, I love, I told him, yo, fam, I love you for the sake of Allah. I love you for many reasons, but for the sake of Allah, but I would have had that thought a year ago. So that's one of the things I learned. And also he's looking for a wife. So I told him like, yo, when, I, when we look for wives, I said, what do you want to look for in a wife? And he gave me this whole laundry list of things that everyone says. And I go like, you have, like, everyone wants a religious person. You know, that whole halal, haram ratio, Twitter thing. <laughs> but it's like, I told him like, I never. I love that so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I never really like, <laughs> sounds crazy. I told him, yo, before when I used to look for a shorty, her religiosity would be like how she presents, not really like. The way she, who she is, who she is a as a person, you know what I mean. So people want the, the the proximity to looking mesquine or being mesquine or like she's a good girl. Or her reputation is people, nice. people want no people want the image, like you said. They yeah, just want the image, I was right? I'm people. I was people, right? So I'm just like I just want a girl who has a good rep, who's a good girl, and she's she's mesquine and whatever. And like she's religious, but like it was kind of like an after thing. But like nice to be surface on, level. It was stuff, surface, though, very right? surface. I told them after I started looking for like women who are like actually more religious or practice it and like you know things of that nature he was like oh okay he goes oh so he just saw how i was talking differently and acting different because we would talk about a million different things but never islam so he he got that little my vulnerability and sincerity gave him the spark of inspiration to come watch you broadcasting your vulnerability and sincerity and then made him change his life wow so it's like you're starting like a whole domino effect that's crazy and, yeah. and, and it's so crazy because it's uh, it doesn't just include me, but it includes you. Yeah, you know, it includes like a lot of people, um, in order to, to usher people in the right direction. Mm-hmm. But you know, you you played that that adapter, you know, yeah. you told them about it, and then you and then you couldn't you had the conversation afterwards. Yeah, you know, um, so I, I couldn't do that. You know, you yeah. did that. You ushered. You were the you were the content. Thanks. <laughs> you know, and so. It's it's a big deal, and I and, and I and I I want to exacerbate it for you, Atl. This is a big deal, you know. And that action, that that single action that you did, mm-hmm. and if it was done out of sincerity, could be the very thing that enters and admits you to Jannah. Oh, okay. The very thing. I know. About thank God I did that. Yeah. Thank God I did that. Like yeah. you know, you know, like a lot admitted a woman who you know gave water to a I think it was a. To a thirsty dog, right? With her shoe. Yeah, I heard all that. She was no, living she a, life a life that wasn't no, necessarily favorable, sin. right? No, she, she lived a life of sin. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, mm-hmm. she lived a really... A less than favorable life, yes, yes. And then, just that one act. Like, that's who we're talking about. That's who Allah we're talking about. Mm-hmm. One act could have been You're that, right, that, sometimes that, small acts are the one. It could be that shoe. That could be that shoe, you know, with the water in it. Maybe that was your moment. You never know. That's why it's so important to rack up moments like that. As many moments as you can. No, and you know, and 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 I hope that, and I hope that all of our lives are filled with moments yeah. like that. That way, we can you know walk away from this life having yeah. we did something, yeah, at least, and that we can walk away from it feeling some sort of resolve from that. Yeah. You know, yeah. But that being said, guys, I'm not gonna lie to you. I think uh, I think this is a good place for us to sort of you know cease and desist. <laughs> this is our girl, first uh, episode of the woman and our longest episode. <laughs> It's it's our first it's our it's our longest one. So shout out to our dog. Uh, she's the first. We were the first guys on her, so it's only, it's only right, right that we return the favor. Yeah. You know, um, guys. I just want to let you guys know. Um, 
AB and ATL and I were obviously, you know, still doing the thing that we're collecting, you know, money for Yemen. Mm -hmm. we're, we're going to be uh, donating. What is it, AB? We're donating water, I believe, right? Yeah, that's a lot of water. You're muted. What is it? 100,000 liter, 100, liters of water, right? You're muted, so I don't know if you're saying that, but I think that's what you're saying. Yeah, 100,000 100, liters of water. Okay, perfect. So, you know, please, guys, give what you can. And, I mean, our, our good sis will tell you, like, we're we're on the up and up. We're very, you know, we're very legal. <laughs> yeah. We're very legal. We're all above the table. We might be some project babies, but we're all above the table. We promise. So, please, give what you can. Inshallah, we'll have the link up sooner rather than later. Uh, go check us out on Instagram, on Twitter, on all of those things, at Switching Gears Pod. We're going to be posting clips of this episode to TikTok, so you guys can check that out, too. Uh, that being said, oh, also, you start up. Uh, we're not. We're going to keep using the Curious Cat because we get a lot of our questions from there. Mm -hmm. But remember, our hashtag that we're now using is on Twitter. It's hashtag SGP. Mm -hmm. So start, whenever you have any questions, any inquiries, whatever you want to talk about under the sun, hashtag SGP. We'll see it. We'll read it. You already know we're there. That being said, ATL, AB. <laughs> And our good sis, Adar, thank you so much for coming. We appreciate you more than you know. We're proud of you. And we are so glad to just see what happens next. Like, I'm just, I'm proud to be part of the journey, man. I'm just glad to be here with you. We all are. We're all glad to be with you. No, I'm, I'm and of course, oh, you already know who I am. Yeah. <laughs> neighborhood, <laughs> nice. <laughs> I don't have to say yeah, it. Thank you, Adar. Well, thank you, thank you for coming on so much. Well, thank you, you know, guys. Thank you for having me. And again, I've said this to you. Nice. Many times. I'm very supportive <laughs> of you guys um, at Switching Gears and whatever you guys need, inshallah, um, I, I would be more than happy to help. And just keep doing the good and sharing the good. And I'm um, always trying to elevate. I mean, my advice to you always elevate your podcast. Remember that these are things that are recorded. Mm -hmm. um, and they're also recorded on the angels on your right and on your left. Mm. So whatever you say, held against, uh, it's going to be held against you. So inshallah, be wise of what you talk about and the things that you say. And, and if it's something that pleases Allah, he'll expand it. You know, and, and, and having that conviction and that confidence. But other than that, thank you guys. And I hope to see more vulnerable conversations. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, hey, no no promises on my I'm gonna let them try no promises I'm really on my end. For A B and uh, ATL to be doing I was I was thinking about starting it on TikTok so I could do it in I'm excited to see that. I want you to tell stories. Uh, I know ATL you have a lot of stories and I, and I've heard a little bit of it. Uh, Especially you describing you being a big guy and so people already I know you have stories. I know yeah. and I know you have experiences. So inshallah, for the sake of Allah, share them. You know, if they're beneficial and they're good, share them. A B, you already know. And I know you're working on this. Inshallah. But I'm very proud of you guys. Humbly for inviting me. I I'm 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 so happy to be here. So Jazakallah khair, truly. No, it's our pleasure. And thank you too. So guys, that's uh I think that's a good place to go. So we appreciate you guys. Gears, 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 gears. You already know us. We'll see you guys next gears, week. Gears, 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 gears. <laughs>